Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We've been studying in Romans chapter 4, and that's where you'll find us today. This will be our third Bible study in this fourth chapter of the book of Romans. Now, we've been going verse by verse through Romans, and if you've missed anything, you can find us and subscribe via the podcast. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, type in Striving for Revival, become a subscriber, and that gives you free access to every archive study that we have ever done uh, in any book. And now in book of, in the book of Romans, especially, you can catch up to us here in chapter 4. Romans is such an important book for the believer. We need to get a grip on the book of Romans. It's a foundational book. It's a fortifying book. It's a fundamental book. It's the book that we uh, get our uh, systematic New Testament theology, <clears throat> if you will, and church-age doctrine. It's built here in the book of Romans. Romans teaches us about this concept of righteousness, the idea of faith, how to get righteousness, where it's from, what it is, and we learn about the importance of salvation. It's not of works, but it's of faith, by grace through faith. Now, in chapter 4, we've been dealing with this subject of imputed righteousness and how it's not of works, but it comes by believing or by faith. Now, in verse number nine, we'll pick up today. We're going to uh, look at this topic. Paul has been dealing with the Jewish audience that had a little bit of, I don't know if you'd call it racism, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, uh, bias. Uh, they did not uh, uh, think highly of the Gentiles, and Paul is trying to get them to understand: Jew and Gentile alike are all sinners need of in need of salvation. Salvation is not just a gift to the Jew, but salvation is a whosoever will proposition. And so let's see what the Bible says here in verse number 9. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision but an uncircumcision. So let's see this. We're talking about justification. We're talking about this imputed righteousness. So Paul is addressing a point that many Jews probably had overlooked. Abraham was not justified by the works of the flesh, circumcision specifically. His justification took place in chapter 15 of the book of Genesis, where it says, Abraham believed God. So his being made right with God was not based on any kind of meritorial system, any kind of a, a performance-based system. His being made right with God was based 100% upon his belief in God or his faith in the Word of God. His justification came before circumcision. So 15 years later, Abraham followed the will of God and performed this work of circumcision, but he had already been justified in the mind of God in chapter 15 when he believed. 
Do you see what, see what the Bible's teaching here? So Paul poses the question, cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. So he's saying the blessing of justification does not only apply to the Jews or those who have the law or do the works of the law, but it's also available for the Gentile as well because it's justification by faith. Abraham was justified by faith. It was reckoned. It was put on his account. It was marked in the ledger of God as being righteous. He was because of his faith. So Abraham was justified before he was circumcised. So justification is not by what you do. Can I say that would upset the apple cart of almost every major denomination, Christian quote-unquote denomination in the world? They're all performance-based. They're all works-based. They're all you've got to keep it. You've got to earn it. You've got to endure. You've got to give. You've got to do. You've got to be baptized, whatever it is. And can I say that is blatantly anti-Bible. That is such poor theology. There is no Bible to back it up, but there's so much Bible to blow holes in that and refute it. We're not saved by doing. We're not saved by reaching. We're not saved by enduring. We're not saved by hanging on. We're not saved by giving. We're not saved uh, by baptism. We're not saved by attendance. We're not saved by title. None of these things save us. It is by grace through faith. It is not of works. The works of the law cannot justify an unrighteous man. No, only Christ, only Jesus can justify the unrighteous. And he becomes ours by faith. He becomes ours by believing the gospel. So we find that justification comes to a guilty sinner. It comes to a Gentile sinner. Abraham was justified long before he was circumcised. His justification preceded that by some 15 years, a decade and a half. So it's not what you do, not of works of righteousness which we have done, but by his grace, according to his mercy, the goodness of God in our life, imputed righteousness is placed on our account because of what Jesus did at Calvary. It is not, it is uh, almost finished, but he cried, it is finished. There's no more work to do. So it's the song, nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly, entirely, 100% lean on Jesus' name. If you have a Jesus and whatever, salvation, you don't have salvation. It is not Jesus plus. It is not Jesus and. It is Jesus alone. It is Jesus only. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain, not fountains, but a fountain filled with blood. There is one way. There is one truth. There is one life. Paul is emphasizing this to his audience of Jews who somehow thought they were esteemed over the Gentile or had some advantage to the Gentile or somehow better to the Gentile. And he said, justification is not in your phylacteries. It is not in your priesthood. It is not in your temple. It is not in your heritage. It is not in your bloodline. It is not in your last name. It is not in you, uh, 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 you know, putting scripture over the doorpost of your house. No. Jesus and Jesus alone, God and God alone, is the means of justification. How then was it reckoned when he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, friend, but in uncircumcision. Verse 11, and he received the sign of circumcision. So it's a symbol. It's an outward 
expression of inward faith, a, sort of like baptism today, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had, yet being uncircumcised. So he was not made righteous in the act of circumcision. That was nothing but for the world to see that Abraham was peculiar, uh, peculiar what's the word here? He was a peculiar person, consecrated and set apart for God. He was the Lord's. Now, the world cannot see your faith, but they can see the fruit of faith. The world cannot see my salvation, necessarily the act of salvation that took place, but they can see my baptism. It's a testimony to the world that I've been buried in the likeness of his death. I've been raised to walk in the newness of life, just like my Savior was buried and he rose again. And it's a testimony to a lost and dying world that I've been born again by the grace of God. That's why James tells us faith without works is dead being alone. It's not dead in your heart. Uh, it's dead to the world. The world, you're justified by works in the eyes of man. Faith is an action thing. It's not a dormant thing. It's a living thing. It's a moving thing. It's a working thing. And I'm not saved by works, but I am saved and now I work. Why? Because I love my Savior. My faith compels me. The love of Christ constraineth me. So Abraham received this justification long before he did the work of the flesh. And the same thing's true for you. If you want to be saved, you can be saved outside of anything that you can do because all that you do is tainted by the fact you're a sinner and it is not pleasing to God. No sinner can please God on his own merit. All of our righteousnesses are as what? Filthy rags. Verse 12, and the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had, uh, being yet uncircumcised. So Abraham is the father of what? Not just the Jew, but the father of the faithful. He's the father of the faithful. Spiritually today, if you're saved, you are of the seed of Abraham. You're a spiritual seed, spiritual child of Abraham. Now, the Jew looks for an earthly inheritance, but thank God you and I have a heavenly inheritance. They're going to inherit a physical land. We inherit a heavenly land. They're waiting on national redemption. We enjoy now our spiritual redemption. Thank God for imputation. Thank God for justification that is ours by grace through faith. We'll continue in Romans chapter 4 next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.